Yeah, thanks. So as a church, uh, we are a few weeks before Pentecost and we are in a season uh, of meditating on the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. So last time we were wonderfully served by Sundar who spoke on Peter. This morning, let us look at Mary Magdalene. So I'll request Andrew, Sushil and Arun to read three verses from Matthew 28 verses 1 to 9 onwards. Uh, Matthew 28 verses 1 to 9. Andrew, would you like to start please? Yeah. Matthew 28 verses 1 to 3. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. Thank you, Andrew. Sushil? The guard were so afraid of him that they shook and become like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for the Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said, come and see the place where he lies. Uh, verse 7. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Thank you. Uh, let's begin with prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to meet online and the freedom we have to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I pray that as we come to your word, prepare our hearts to receive your encouragement, your instruction, and your guidance. Let your word pierce into our hearts like a double-edged sword, Lord. We ask you for your presence in every home that has joined us today. In your mighty name, I pray, Jesus. Amen. So let's begin by looking at who Mary Magdalene is. So in Luke 8 verse 1, it says, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. This brief description of Mary Magdalene comes after the story in Luke 7, where a sinful woman anoints Jesus with an alabaster jar of perfume, and wipes his leg with her tears. Jesus defends her actions by reminding the Pharisees that he who is forgiven much will love much, and he who is forgiven little loves little. Mary Magdalene's love for the man who cast out seven demons from her was so much that all the four gospels mention her name along with a few other women who were present with Jesus during his crucifixion and on the day when he rose from the dead. These women were not just present uh, at his crucifixion as spectators, but were ministering to him. Uh, Mark 15 verse 40 says, There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joseph and Salome, who, were follow who followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. So my first point for today is Mary Magdalene was ministering to Jesus. The word ministering is taken from the Greek word 
diakonos and is both a noun and a verb. Since it is a verb, there is a call to action, right? The word means to denote any subordinate acting under another's direction. So if we have to minister to Jesus, that would mean we come under his direction. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus both ministered to Jesus by parting off with a substantial amount of their wealth to ensure that Jesus was sealed in a tomb when no one else was laid, which was also present in a garden. It helped accomplish so many of God's plan. First, Jesus was born of a virgin. He was also laid in a virgin tomb. So this ensured that when he was raised back to life, there would be no doubt whose body it was that was resurrected. Second was man's fall came about in a garden. So man's redemption also came forth from an empty tomb in a garden. You see, only wealthy people like Joseph of Arimathea could afford a virgin tomb. They were willing to part off their wealth to serve God's need. So like Mary Magdalene and the other men and women who ministered to Jesus, let us challenge ourselves to minister to the various needs of the church. John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you, love, if you have love for one another. Again, in 1 John 3, 18, it says, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So when we operate out of a heart of love, under the direction of Jesus, we truly become his ministers. Uh, when my wife Esther gave birth to our son Jason, it was during the first month of lockdown. Post-delivery, Manish Shoma and the Jojos hosted us for two weeks during a time when people were hesitant to host people. That, this is a demonstration of love at, work, love at work. To remind you all of the situation during the first lockdown, when we decided to come back to our house after two weeks, our own society officer opposed our entry, saying we were coming back from the house. So that's, that's how serious the situation was back then. By the way, haven't we all at Word of Grace been ministered to either by prayer, food, or just some good companionship? Haven't we? Yeah, I, I know I have been. So in the first point, we saw how we can minister to Jesus. My second point to, for today is Mary Magdalene rose early in the morning to rush to the tomb with the other women. Jesus was Mary Magdalene's and the other women's first priority. They rushed to the tomb in the hope of embalming him. They got there even before the disciples. Because she was forgiven and healed much, she loved much to make him her first priority. That in a way describes how God loves us as well. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And again in verse uh, Romans 5 verse 8, it says, but God, um, excuse me, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die in our place so that we could be reconciled to him. So how do we respond to his great love for us? By putting him first in our relationship, our talents, time, and finances. So are we as passionate about him as we were when we first came to faith. So we, we each have the opportunity to demonstrate that he's first in our lives by coming first for setup and clear up when we begin to meet physically from June onwards. 
let us endeavor to be the first to register and attend in the remaining uh, in-depth discipleship trainings organized by the church. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Later again in Luke 9, 23, he says, then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow after me. Another wonderful example we see from Mary Magdalene was that she went with fellow believers. This is so consistent with what the Bible teaches us about being in the company of believers. Uh, Hebrew 10, 24 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. We all need one another, especially in times of trouble and need. So towards the end of April this year, I felt my heart was just being overwhelmed with the cares of the world. Uh, during our last micro gym in uh, April, I was so blessed by what Sushil shared uh, when he reminded us that we needed to fix both our eyes on Jesus completely. Not, not one eye on Jesus and the other eye looking for a solution to our problems. You see, I would not have uh, found this course correction had I decided to be alone. Again, another example that I'd like to share is around March 2020. I got so dejected in my uh, faith journey that I stopped reading uh, my Bible and I stopped having my quiet times in the morning. This went on for a year. So when Word of Grace Church started the discipleship training, Esther and I were not even interested in joining had it not been for a personal call and encouragement from Colin. Uh, this discipleship training got me back on track. So you see, uh, we need each other. We all have busy lives. Let us not neglect being in fellowship. In our hot pursuit for a dream job or a car or a house, let us not neglect our spiritual growth. We have so many micro gyms happening at different time slots on different days. Can we seek God and join one? So I encourage each of you to be part of a micro gym. So thus far, we have seen how we can minister to Jesus and how we can make him first in our lives. The third point I'd like to speak on today is Mary Magdalene and the other women focused on Jesus and not on the obstacle. So Mary Magdalene and the other woman rose early in the morning to rush to the tomb so they could embalm his body. Their focus was Jesus without discarding the fact that they had obstacles to surmount. They had three major obstacles. One was a physical obstacle in that it was the tomb was sealed by a heavy stone. The second was a human authority. The tomb was sealed by the Roman, uh, Roman authority. And last was it was guarded by uh, soldiers. But none of these were an obstacle for our resurrected Jesus. Praise God. Material obstacles don't stand before a resurrected Jesus. Like we saw last Sunday, all mountains that we are waiting on God to remove will be cast into the sea. So let such a faith rise among us to see these material obstacles we are facing falling before the resurrected Jesus. Your material obstacles may be a lack of finances. Maybe you don't have a personal means of travel. Maybe it's a chronic illness, whatever. But before a resurrected Jesus, they don't stand. Human authority doesn't stand before a resurrected Jesus. You may have received a negative word from any human authority, your doctor, your lawyer, your parents, your teachers, your friends, your colleagues, or maybe even your loved ones. But remember, his words can outweigh them all. And finally, no human strength can overpower us. 
you may fear the reaction of your loved ones if they discover you are attending church and are in love with Jesus, but he will deliver us from them all. So, okay, we have seen how to minister to Jesus, how to make him first in our lives and focus on him rather than our obstacles. My fourth point for today is obedience leads to an encounter with Jesus. So after overcoming all of these obstacles, Mary Magdalene and the other woman are greeted by angels. And finally, Mary Magdalene encounters Jesus himself. In Matthew 28 verse 5, it says, The angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So I'd like to emphasize those words of how they reacted when the angel told them at command. This, it says they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. And upon encountering Jesus, it says they held him by the feet and worshipped him. You see, the Bible says that when they encountered the resurrected Jesus, they held him by the feet and worshipped him. What an amazing description and picture of worship. You know, it is such a privilege for each of us to belong to this church that worships the Lord in spirit and in truth. We have many opportunities as, as well where we can worship him through the living room on Thursdays and Sunday morning worship as well. Unless we can have a heart change like Mary Magdalene and the other woman, we will end up worshiping the wrong things. So and I encourage each of you to surrender our hearts in glad submission to the Lord. I'd like to quote Charles Spurgeon on this. He says it this way, saints running in the way of obedience are likely to be met by Jesus. Some Christians travel to heaven so slowly that they are overtaken by follies or by falls, by slumber or by Satan. But he who is Christ's running footman shall meet his master while he is speeding on his way. I'd like to repeat it again. Saints running in the way of obedience are likely to be met by Jesus. Some Christians travel to heaven so slowly that they are overtaken by follies or by falls, by slumber or by Satan. But he who is Christ's footman shall meet his master while he's speeding on his way. So let's all be Christ's running footmen. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Again, in John 14, 21, it says, He who has my commands and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest himself, manifest myself to him. So you see uh, how they obeyed. They obeyed quickly and fearfully. We all want to have the blessed life, right? The Bible does promises of many blessings, which we wish we could experience all at the same time. Uh, there are extravagant blessings contained in the Bible in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 13 onwards. It says things like God, God setting us up high, on, high above all nations, um, of us being blessed in our city and in our country, our children and jobs being blessed, 
blessings when we step out and step in are enemies being defeated defeated and running away from us in seven ways but all this comes in response to obedience and that's where we need god to change our hearts it is a battle between our will and doing his will a battle i am often struggling with myself and like mary magdalene and the other women let us seek god's strength to obey his word quickly and fearfully so i'd like to close with an invitation of grace in matthew 28 verse 7 it says and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and indeed he is going before you into galilee there you will see him behold i have told you through the angels the through the angels the women received a message from jesus which they had to deliver to the disciples we can look at this as jesus sending out an invitation to his disciples to come and interact with him and meet him we can learn two things from this grace filled invitation first his invitations are filled with grace the disciples had completely failed jesus he had every right to be done with them but in grace he extended his kind invitation to them and second we see that when jesus invites us he remembers those invitations he fulfills those invitations and he himself wants he wants to reveal himself to us so you see he goes before us to the appointed place and waits there for us to present himself to us that my friends is love so he extends that same invitation to us today we may find ourselves like the disciples to have completely deserted him or we may have been carried away by the cares of the world or we may uh, or by our careers or our financial ambitions or we may have become weary of our christian walk or may find ourselves battling secret addictions or struggling to change our thought patterns and behaviors struggling financially maybe or maybe our families or relationships are falling apart we may be walking around wearing a happy mask but crumbling inwardly whatever it is today he is holding out the same invitation to each of us to come and meet him so therefore i encourage each of you to surrender our hearts to him in obedience so i'd like to close with a word of prayer heavenly father as we surrender our hearts in obedience to you change it father so that we can minister to you to make you first to make you our first priority to have uh, a heart change that, that we may love fellowship and uh, being in fellowship of believers lord we pray that we would turn our focus to you and not on our obstacles and i pray lord that in obedience we uh, we may be found running towards you lord and we may have a personal encounter with you and uh, we pray that our hearts would be willing to accept this invitation of grace in your holy name i pray jesus amen